Hello and welcome to episode 87 of the Pen Addict Podcast, your weekly show where we discuss pens, paper and the analogue tools that we love so dearly. My name is Mike Hurley and I am joined by the Santa of Sharpie, Mr. Brent Dowdy. Yes, yes. Uh, stuffing all the stockings with all the pen and paper goodness. Exactly. Did you have a good Christmas? I did, good. sir. I did. Yeah. I did. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Real good. Real good. It's funny for Christmas, you know, you'd, you'd think, you know, being, you know, the pen addict and all and being into pens and paper as much as I am, that's all I would get for Christmas. But I don't, I don't ask for any of that stuff for Christmas, nor do I get any of that stuff for Christmas. I think I get so much of it during the year that, you know, at, at Christmas time, you know, I don't want to... You know, uh, I don't know. Just want something different for a change. So yeah, for Christmas I get pretty much zero pens and zero paper every year. I think as well for me, um, I think people are just, uh, hmm, they're just hesitant yeah. to buy that stuff because they know that I love it so much that they don't want to get it wrong. Yeah, I would no. I would have to tell someone specifically what yeah. to get, and I don't have a problem doing that. It's just that I don't, and you know, I, and I guess it's just because I'm, you know, every other day of the year I, I'm I'm using all those all those things, and uh, you know, I guess it's just it's just not something I really think about at Christmas time, just because it's such a normal everyday thing for me. <laughs> it doesn't seem doesn't seem uh, seem like a good fit for whatever reason but it's funny it's all of our listeners and and followers it's cool seeing all the stuff that they got for christmas and you know they were posting it out on twitter and sending me emails and and things like that and it's really cool to see people getting excited about you know getting a new pen or a new paper or anything like that 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 really makes my day that's pretty awesome that's why we do this thing that is that is no. Speaking of why we do this, apparently we do this now to get drunk, mm-hmm. right? It would appear so. Yeah. <laughs> so our our friend John Hume, who had the uh, the Panatic Podcast bingo card from uh, last week's episode, has stepped up his game. We we now have the Panatic drinking game, and um, I would like to say, John, um, you're a masochist. <laughs> this is uh, this is pretty intense. Uh, pretty intense uh set of rules here for the drinking game you want me to uh you want me to read this and and see what the listeners think yeah do it all right so if you're if, when you uh when you finally download this episode go to the show notes mike tell them where the show notes are real quick five by five dot tv slash pen addict slash 87 all right so we'll have the pdf of the pen addict podcast drinking game official rules december 2013 version 1.0 Presented so in beautiful Futura. Yes, he wanted to make a point that we. He, I think he was upset when we didn't mention that on the uh, yeah. bingo card <laughs> that the the font was uh, in Futura, which is is beautiful and looks fantastic and is our favorite Duff Field Notes font. There you go. Um, all right, so number one, all all players begin the game with a drink of their choice and their favorite pen in their hand. Putting down the pen at any time equal, equals drink all remaining alcohol. So he goes big right out the gate. <laughs> <laughs> you put your pen down, you're finishing your drink. I Number just want two. to state before we carry on, uh-huh. for anyone that is currently playing the game, the reading of the rules does not count as any of the instances of the words being spoken. Yeah, because you wouldn't make it through the rules. Yeah. You would be, you would <laughs> you'd be on be your in, back. You would be in trouble. <laughs> or in the bathroom, one of the two. Um, number two, the following words incur a single finger of alcohol be consumed by all players. High-tech C, jet pins, Keras Customs, Kickstarter. 
Number three, the following words incur a double finger of alcohol to be consumed by all players. Twisby 540 Rock, Notco, Retro 51, Caveco, Lamy 2000, <laughs> Rodia Webby. Number four, field notes. After any mention of field notes, all players must throw a curse <laughs> in the style of Aaron Draplin himself and consume four fingers of alcohol. You people would make it past the first five minutes of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Nor would I. I'm a lightweight. I'll admit that, man. I, yeah, I'd be done in five minutes. We'd have to go raid the liquor cabinet or something during the episode to make it even to number step four. All right, number five, Mike makes a lusty noise. Mm-hmm. Players must copy the aforementioned lusty noise, <laughs> down their drink, and replenish their glass. Failing to do so incurs a penalty of writing with their wrong hand to duplicate Mike's handwriting for 24 <laughs> hours. <laughs> that's just a brilliant penalty. It's just not fair on me. Oh, oh, that's just beautiful, John. Well done on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Number six, Oroshizuku. After any mention of Oroshizuku, players must drink four fingers of alcohol and speak in a Japanese accent for a minimum of five minutes. <laughs> I mean, I, who knows what accent I would be speaking in at this point in the game because I would be just completely out of my head by this time. All right, number seven. Brad promises to review something. <laughs> drink four fingers and forget that you did it for a month, then come back to it and remind everyone you forgot about it. <laughs> Uh, I like that. I heard the mute there. Obviously, Brad is uh, carrying yes. over a Christmas cold. Yeah, I'm still under the weather a little bit, but uh, yeah, that one got me. So you know, he he was uh, he was on your handwriting. He's on my my promises to review. So that's that's, uh, that's yeah. fair play right there. Balanced. All right, number eight, vanishing point. Make all your alcohol disappear. No spilling. Number nine, Lamy Safari. Make an animal noise of your choosing, if possible, one that you would find on Safari. <laughs> Consume two fingers of alcohol. Lastly, number 10, overseas pronunciation. All players copy the presenter approach aloud, even if incorrect. For example, Kawiko versus Kaveko, and drink two fingers of alcohol. And he he has the the uh, standard warning at the bottom. Players participate at their own risk. We accept no responsibility regarding damage to persons or property whilst enjoying this game. That's just amazing. It's just it's it is incredible work. It is I like just to come up with that. I in the way just following John on Twitter and him putting this together. He did that in like no time flat, like coming up with the ideas and everything. Yeah. Um, it was pretty impressive, but yeah, he is a uh, he is a little bit masochistic on the uh, the drinking amounts there. I, I would yeah. be I would be gone right past somewhere right past the intro. I would struggle, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> thank awesome. you, John. That's very very awesome of you. If any yeah, of you out there do play this, I would love to. We would love to know. Same yeah. with the bingo board. If you're playing the bingo board, send in send in pictures. Let us know. <laughs> All right. So did you get your? Uh, um, what are you ready to play? The, are you playing the drinking game? Uh, luckily Cause not. It, okay, because it's, it's about, about to get start, ugly yeah. right out the gate. So yes, I did receive my uh, standard issue DDC factory floor field notes notebooks. Um, I received numbers two hundred ninety-eight to three hundred. Nice. Uh, very nice. Very nice. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's so weird to see plain paper. It is a little bit, isn't it? Uh, but they're nice. I like them a lot. 
Um, yeah, the colors the are really cool. I love the, the 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 like the inside cover where it's got the little DDC stamp all over it. That's really cool. Yeah, I did like that. That was one of my favorite um, favorite additions to that cover. So now the real question is: Are you going to use them? Uh, I'll, I will use two of them. Yeah. Same as every same as every uh, color edition for me. Yeah. Cool. Good. 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 And I, I've been seeing a lot of people using them so far, and they've been getting good feedback. It it is different having the uh, the blank pages, and I don't know. I kind of I kind of like them for a change. I'll probably use that next. Um, once I get done, I just cracked open the the cold horizon, which we'll talk about in a little bit. You've been on me to get uh, to get that going, so I, I've done that, and then I will probably go on to a DDC after that. Yeah, I'm going on to DDC after I finish the the cold horizon. So, mm-hmm. so you picked up uh, well last couple weeks ago. No, last week and last week. Well, yeah, not a couple weeks ago. Last week, man. It's the end of the year already, isn't it? This mm-hmm. time is like flying. Last week we had uh, Mr. Mike Dudek on, and we were talking about rings and different uh, different models, different ones that you and I like, just from you know eyeballing some of the pictures. Some of the ones that he had that we like, you know, especially the fountain pens, the uh, six hundred fountain pen and the lava finish fountain pen, and things like that. So did you did you go off and do something crazy? So after the sh- after the show went off the air last week. Um, the dude stuck around for a little bit and we were just, you know, just gassing. And I was started to trawl eBay looking for a uh, Roaching 600 Lava Fountain Pen, which is the one that's kind of, um, it kind of looks like uh, lava, right, after it's dried. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, it's like a rough finish, rough yeah. looking finish. But it's, it's like kind of sh- like sparkly, you know, yeah. it kind of looks like granite a bit. Yeah, there you go. That's a good, good explanation. Um. And then the dude actually pointed me to a very specific eBay seller based in Lithuania, I believe. Um, I think was the one that he he pointed me towards because he'd found this deal for me. So I purchased it. Uh, I also uh, purchased a converter, and it arrived today. Wow! So you got the the lava fountain pen. Mm-hmm. Wow! Already since last episode. Because it's coming from Man. Europe, right? I know, but still, I mean, you're just, you're just like I. Christmas you're just like right. pulling the trigger left and right. I'm I, I hem and haw over things. It's like uh, well, maybe, maybe not. This is a pen that I've wanted for, for a long time, and I've searched for, and and didn't really have any luck finding a decent deal on it. But mm-hmm. I got a good deal on this one, um, so I'm very very happy. Yeah, but well, let's hear about it. Break it down. Well, the fir- the funny thing that happened was the converter arrived like three days ago. So I've oh, just no. been having this like converter just sitting around on my desk, which I thought was just quite amusing. Mm-hmm. Basically, I, I uh, over like the days leading up to and after Christmas, I bought myself this and I bought myself a new watch. Oh, I bought. Um, I think it's called like a Seiko's Seiko. Seiko, yeah. Seiko, yeah. And I bought some watch bands, some NATO watch bands for it. Um, Ooh, cool. And, I like this. Uh, I should probably put those in the show notes too, just in case. Yeah, do it because I, I like those and I'd like to see those. And I know uh, my Notco partner, Jeff, uh, rocks some NATO bands. And uh, so I, I did that. And basically, on one day, I was like, um, I, I had two packages at home. I was like, yes, it's going to be the stuff I wanted. <laughs> and I had one watch band and the converter for the pen. That's hilarious. And neither of the, the real things that arrived. Um, so, yeah, I've, I haven't really had a lot of time with the 600 um it's 
visually just stunning. Just stunning. Like, it just looks amazing. I'm very, very happy with it. Just as a piece to own, you know, mm. just one, just to have, just for it to be one of those pens that I own, I'm happy with it. It's heavy. Um, and I wonder how, after extended use, I will feel about that. Um, it's definitely heavier than a lot of pens that I own. Yeah. Um, but it's it's balanced pretty well. Um, if you put the cap on this, I feel like my entire body is going to fall over. Yeah, yeah. You probably have to write with it unposted, huh? Which I always do anyway. You know, yeah. Long-time listeners know I don't like that. The, the cap mechanism is really strange. You have to kind of line it up. Because, you know, mm-hmm. it's got like the hexagonal, right? Right. The cap will only fully close if you line up the corners and stuff. Yeah. Which is kind of good in a way. Like even though it means you have to take a you know a bit of extra care when you're when you're posting it. Um, yeah, it's kind of like down in a twist, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of bit, like yeah. that. But yeah. in a way, that's how I would kind of want it to be. I would always want it to be flush like that, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's always level. Um, the nib is incredible. Like it's super smooth. Um, yeah, and these come with a medium nib uh, generally. The one that I have is medium. There were there were okay. a bunch of different sizes, but it's it's a good medium. It's not like a it's not an inky medium. Mm-hmm. Um, I've obviously filled it with Iroshisuku. Yep. Um, I've decided that the Fuyugaki, the orange, is my favorite ink now. Ah, uh, I still gotta get that. I just like an orange ink. I just think that's kind of cool, um, and I I I've seemed to be using it in. Uh, in all of my pens now. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I just, it, like, I, w- I was thinking that I would put, like, the blue compacti in there, and I was kind of like, mm, no, I'm going orange. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I'm really, I'm, I'm sure I have more to report because it's now going to be the pen that I use, like, for the for the time being. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to have this and the, the Pelican um, in my uh, Taschenbegleiter. <laughs> um I will be sort of keeping them in the pen loops and uh, and I'll report back over the next couple of weeks. But thank you to Mr. Ed Jelly and Mr. Mike Dudek for uh, pointing me towards this pen and uh, helping me get one of my own, which I'm very, very awesome. happy about. I'm jealous. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna have to step my game up and, and uh, mm. get one myself. But with Tales of Happiness come Tales of Woe. Oh, no. So I, I want to tell a little bit about the sadness of when it when a pen breaks. Uh oh. So my beloved Twisby five forty ROC. Do you realize how many people we've put in the hospital so far? They're yes. playing the drinking game. Yep. Uh, I'm fully aware of that, but you know this okay. is what people sign up for. Sorry, I didn't mean to hijack you, but this this is going to be scary. So go it, ahead. It's had a bit of an accident. No. So you know, on a Twisby, you have like on the cap, you have like the acrylic and then the silver band. Yes. The I was uh, screwing it up and it just came away, just snapped clear off. The silver band part. So the silver band was attached to the pen, and the the cap yeah. just came off in my hand. Um, which is devastating. So I've I've glued it back together. Um with some super glue although you know now I now I have a bit of super glue residue on the cap which is extremely upsetting yeah <laughs> I know and now it's been retired it's it's going to go it's going to live in a pen case now 
Oh man, it's sent off to the farm. Because I love this pen so much that I'm concerned that I would lose part of it. So, you know, like let's say I clip it to something and then the cap like the cap stays on the book or whatever, but then the whole mm-hmm. pen just goes away. Or, yeah. you know, I've got it or I've got it in a bag or something and then the cap comes off and it just mangles it. So I actually brought home my um my case. What case do I have? Um the display case. Um, what's it called? You know what I'm talking about. My I'm brown blanking. my brown zip case opens up. Oh yeah. Lihit Labs. The Lihit Labs Tefa case. That's it. Mm-hmm. I'll put that in the show notes too. Um, it's I brought that home today because I wanted to just change out some of the stuff that I've got in there because I've you know I've taken out a bunch of the retro fifty ones in there and I've put a couple of a couple of different pens in um, mm. just so I've got a, a wider selection in that case now just because mm. why not? Um, so now it's going to go back into work and then the uh, the ROC will live in my desk drawer at work um, and then sometimes I will use it, but uh, it's terribly sad. Um, but yeah, it's it's had an accident and and yeah. So let me let me clarify real quick. Did it actually did it actually snap? Oh like yeah, the, it the came, plastic is broken. It just came away like it just clear snap. Basically, the the join just snapped. So gotcha. Um, there it was all intact. Like it wasn't like it yeah. snapped into pieces. Right. But it just broke clear away from the the silver ring. Man, I hate that for you. I know you love that pen. Now I know that the Twizbees had had problems with cracking in the past, right? Which so I yeah. expect they probably that wouldn't happen to a newer one. But obviously, this is an older pen. Yeah, there is a reason that there is a five eighty. It's because the five forty did have some problems, but most of it was in the section and around the feet area. I think um, what it shows is that after extended periods of time, the plastic weakens. Yeah. So that's what's happened because. I wouldn't say I'm heavy-handed, but I make sure that that cap is on tight every time. Yeah. So obviously, I have weakened it to the point where it's just snapped. Mm, mm, yeah. mm. Like I'm not, well, I'm not putting it in a vice, but sure. You know, I, I, I like to, to just make sure that it's, it's on tight enough. Yeah, and the the Twisbees actually, the caps actually screw on pretty tight. I mean, you can really tighten them up being the with the uh, plastic threading you yep. can you can cinch it in there pretty good well i hate that for you I, that's uh that's yeah. things. i know how much you like that pen yeah it's 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 it is actually i'm, I'm pretty bummed out about it because it's, well, it's a favorite it. you know it's not you know it's not just a pen that i like it's like i use was still using it every single day and now i can't really in the well, same hopefully, way, hopefully know. your ro- rotring uh, lava will um, you take a look at that, and um, you know, hopefully, some of your your sad thoughts will go away. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the pelican um, is 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 doing me good. Um, um, uh, that's you know, that's been excellent. I've been using that every day too, and I've been you know really really loving using that. So there we go. Cool. Um, I'm just about to put a link um, to uh, to a cult pens um, in the in the show notes. Okay. And I wanted to mention something that, again. I think that we were talking about after the show went off the air last week um, was that they refund the VAT if you're 
shipping outside the, the UK. Is that right? Correct. That is correct. So it's just something worth noting that the the pens are going to be cheaper if you're if you're buying outside. Yeah, so like when I ordered um I ordered the Pelican blue black ink that's not available in the US and I ordered the Cult Pens deep dark blue ink. So when I ordered them, you know, I put them in the cart, the VATs added in there and then by the time I'm done processing through my cart, that's removed out of my purchase once it realizes where they're shipping it to. So that's backed out and it's it's totally reasonable to order from them. For I that just thought that, that was something worth noting cuz you know, we talk about them a lot and of maybe some people feel that maybe it's a a UK only supplier, but no, definitely not. Definitely uh, not I don't. Case. I wouldn't hesitate to order from them, and uh, I'm actually going to order them from them again soon because I want to try the uh, the deep dark purple uh, diamine ink as well, which they just came out. And and since you're putting cult pins in there, when we talked about their pins for kids thing, um, I don't know. It's been a little over a month ago. They uh they ended up just blowing away, obliterating their goal for pens for kids. So I just wanted to bring that up. We never followed back up on that. And um I know um, you know, talking to them, they were appreciative appreciative of us uh mentioning that and uh and that was a real good um real good event. I was happy to support that they did. So um we'll put the link to that um show notes. They actually updated their page. It says Target Smashed. So they're sending 21,000 pins on the way to Africa. So thank you to everyone who supported that. That's pretty awesome. That is awesome. Well done, guys. I was happy to, to not only do it here, but I, I went and bought some stuff and sent some, sent some uh, pens to, to people that need them. Awesome. More than me anyway. Right. Shall we take a quick break? Yeah, let's do that because I got a couple of uh, topics I want to talk about and uh, we'll go from there. Awesome. This week's episode of The Pen Addict is brought to you by the fine folks over at Squarespace, the only one platform that makes it easy to create your own website. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code TALLYHO12. Squarespace is constantly updating their platform with new features, designs, and updating their support. They have beautiful templates for you to start with and tons of style options for you to adjust so you can really create your own space online. Squarespace takes care of hosting, SEO, and even makes sure your site looks fantastic on any device. It's really easy to use, but if you need any help, they have over 70 dedicated employees based in New York City on their customer care team. Squarespace really cares about design. It doesn't just show in the fan, into fantastic templates because you know you look at those; they look amazing. But it also shows in their backend system, so in the admin panels. It shows on their website, and it also shows in their new iOS apps like Squarespace Blog, which easily lets you draft, post, schedule, and review posts, as well as monitor and manage comments for your blog. It's fully integrated with their layout engine system. That allows you to easily format text on Markdown, and you can tap and drag images all within your post. You can even modify post settings as well, all on the go. And you have Squarespace Metrics too, which allows you to monitor website analytics, like KPIs and page views, unique visitors. They give you projections and also charts for your websites. They're all at your fingertips. As I said earlier, you can try Squarespace for free with no credit card required. And if you decide to purchase, it starts at just $8 a month and includes a free domain name if you sign up for a year. And make sure that you get 10% off and support the Pan Addict by using the offer code TALLYHO12. That's T-A-L-L-Y-H-O-1-2. Thank you so much to Squarespace for supporting 5x5 and the Pan Addict. Awesome. 
So I did a review last week, I think it was. Was it before Christmas? I don't know. Regardless, last week, two weeks ago, of a pen that's an entry-level pen to the market called the Pilot Kakuno. And I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong, too, so we'll all drink to that. Um, it's... It's a pen I saw out on Instagram a bunch here in the past few months, probably since the summertime. I was like, what is this pen that keeps appearing? And and all of these people that I follow out on Instagram, it's this really simple, cool-looking pen. It was from Pilot. And, you know, doing some research, it's actually made for kids um, to learn how to, you know, write with a fountain pen. It's it's very much marketed towards kids. Um based on the packaging, um, some of the design elements we'll talk about and things like that. But it just really struck me, and especially once I got it in hand. I got one from JetPens um, when they got theirs in just a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. Um, it When I got to use it, it just really struck me as an awesome pen. I got it the same week that I got the Keras Customs Ink in um, to test the prototype with, and I used the Kakuno more. I mean, it is just, it's the coolest pen, and for the price, I thought it was amazing, and the nib, you know I love the the Pilot F nib, and mm. there's just something about this pen at it's this got, price point. a little point. smiley face on it. Yeah, it's got a smiley face on the nib. That's actually the one the one downside I wrote about. Oh, I um, like it. It's, no, I like it, but some people may not like it. Right. But um, actually, when you're writing with it, you can't even see it. Like, I no. couldn't see it at all, but I did take a close-up picture of it. But, yeah, it's totally marketed to kids. Like, you know, a lot of um, fountain pen companies will have a pen like this in their lineup. Like, Lamy's got one called the ABC, which you can, you know, assume is made at uh, school-age kids. And, you know, most of them have a some type of molded or shaped grip to help them grip the pen in the proper way and to hold the pen at the proper angle so the nib hits the page. The smiley face is actually there, Mike, so the kids know that then when they see the smiley face, they're holding the pen the right direction. So if they've never used a fountain pen before, they know they have to see the smiley face to be able to write well with it. Oh, I see what you mean. I was like, it's upside down, but I know what you mean. Like, yeah, you yeah. have to be able to look at it, otherwise the pen's backwards. Yes. You're scratching yeah. the, the, you know, yeah. Yeah. But all these things aside, I'm going to use the heck out of this pen. And I'm going to have multiples of it because it's just like it uses the same Prera nibs and same Pilot Penmanship nibs where you can switch out for the EF or the Pilot Plumix nib where you can switch out the uh, calligraphy nib. And... It also takes, you know, the Con 20 converter or the Con 50 converter. It takes the standard pilot cartridges. It's just got a lot going for this pen. It's it's very simple in the design, but I think that's why I like it. Like I like the Lamy Safari. You know, it's a very kind of utilitarian design, but something about it just really speaks to me as a as a pen user. Um, which I guess goes back to why I don't necessarily like the big gaudy flashy pens and don't necessarily like gold on my pens you know the more subtle subtly designed pens really speak to me and i i think this is going to be a pen that does real well in the in the market for people that are looking for their first fountain pen even you know adults this i don't i wouldn't say this is marketed for kids at all i'll i'll use this pen all day every day just because it's a good pen and it doesn't look you know it doesn't look like a 
you know, a kid's crayon or something like that where people are going to look at you funny for using. But, I mean, I think it's going to compete with the Lamy Safari and the Pilot Metropolitan without question as one of the best beginner pins. And I think I might like it better than both of those, to be honest. Hmm. Um, just because I, I like that nib. It comes with an F nib or, or a medium nib. Where the Metropolitan, I think it only comes in a medium nib is your only option. You can always switch them out, too. Just like the... Um, just like the Prera and the Kakuno and the Metropolitan, they all have nibs that you can swap around and, and get something better to your liking. But this pen's going to, I have high hopes for this pen. So I'm, I'm putting it on the line here that this is going to be, this is going to be a super, super popular pen for the price. And once you get it in your hand and, and feel how well it's made, and I mean, it's just a lightweight plastic, you know, hexagonal barrel pen. But man, it is good. I, I I don't know what to say about it other than I'm I'm pretty much in love with this pen, and um, well, you know it's you not do. one. I can tell you really like it. I do. It's some. It feels great in in the hand. Like when you're holding a pen, you know you can just tell how much you'll you'll like it. And I don't know something about it has really struck a chord with me. So um, you know I'm interested to see other people if they get one and and what they think about it. Maybe you know I'm completely off my rocker and. Uh, and losing my mind, but you know, it's going to be, it's funny how pilot pilots doing a really good job on the entry level, right? With the, the metropolitan it's still got to be, I mean, one of the best bang for the buck pins around. Um, and you know, I still may recommend that for most users, you know, around that price range. But me personally, I would use the Kakuno a hundred times before I used the Metropolitan. The Metropolitan just didn't work out that well for me the way the um, section was designed. Um, and this pen, this pen's different. It's closer to a Lamy Safari, but um, about ten dollars cheaper than a Safari. And uh, it, it writes fantastically, and it's got all the options where you can use a converter and cartridge and put any ink in it you want. And I don't know. I think they'll be doing some. I I guessed in my post that. You know, uh, I think Pilot's kind of got a blank slate with this pen, unlike you know some other pens. Um, kind of like kind of like they did with the Metropolitan. They introduced several different colors at first, and now they've come back and added on different colors and different patterns and things like that. And I think we'll probably see that with uh, with this pen because um, it, it's really good, and especially if they're going to market it towards kids, it's going to. I think we'll probably like to see some cooler barrels and some bright shocking barrels but um this pen lives on my desk at work right now um so i use it there all the time and uh it's a great pen and y'all should definitely check it out if you're looking for someone you may already be into fountain pens or you know and and may want to you know look for something something else different you know higher up the, the price bracket but if you're if you know someone that's interested and in even slightly in trying a fountain pen this might be a good starting point it's um it's going to be one of my most recommended fountain pens, I think, especially for beginners here in the here in the coming new year. Cult pens carry it too. Cult pens carries it. I um, haven't got any fines in stock, so I might pick up a medium. Yeah, and they come in. All the barrel colors are gray, and then the caps have. There's like six different cap colors. Yeah, I got the lime green. There's lime green, orange, red, blue, gray, and pink. Did I get them all? Something like that. Yeah. But um, I can see them doing all kinds of different things with these barrels. And, I might get myself um, a, a lime green medium. Cool. Looks fun. It's a fun pen. But yeah, I think you'll like this is a pen you don't have to worry about, right? I mean, pop an ink cartridge in it and just go. I and mean, throw it in your bag, keep it in your car, you know, 
it's not a pen. It's not an expensive pen. You have to keep track of all the time. You know, like I said, I leave this laying out on my desk at work and I know no one's going to take it. And if they did, you know, I wouldn't be upset over it because, you know, maybe they'll actually probably return in five minutes once they realize they opened the cap and saw it was a fountain pen. No one would know what to do with it anyway. But, um, yeah, check it out. I, uh, I can't recommend this pen enough. And, um, I'm really happy that I'm going to get a, get a few more so I can uh, swap out the nibs and, and play around with it a little bit. So, Cool. Very cool. Now, you've been on me for a couple weeks yep. to open up my Cold Horizon field notes because you were a little bit concerned with how your fountain pens were performing in your Cold Horizon. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, so you, what's, what's the problem you're having? So I feel that... When using the the Cold Horizons as compared to previous uh, editions of Field Notes, that there is more bleed from fountain pen ink than on other editions, if that makes sense. So, the the, the Cold Horizons the pap- the paper is is maybe taking too much ink through or something, but there's there's something going on there. Is is my hypothesis. Um, so I have asked you if you would if you would corroborate this for me. It's interesting. So I did this last night. Um, I I did some uh, just a quick test with the pens I had on hand. The photos aren't that great. It was with my phone um, in the office, and they didn't come out like super clear, but you can kind of tell. So I had I just used what I had on hand. I had my new Cold Horizon that I just opened up, and I picked the one with the blue paper which one are you using because I'm, I'm curious if there's a so, difference yeah sh- this is what i was gonna say too so I'm, I'm grabbing mine how will i know what ones what there's blue blue green and gray um, yeah i mean it's just the the paper stock yeah i'm just looking in the back i don't know if you can tell by the word i mean just what color is the paper oh can you tell the shade um i mean it's real subtle yeah, it's difficult for me to Without tell. the other ones next to it, you probably may not be able to tell, but well, I'm getting the other ones now. Okay. But anyway. Oh, I can't I honestly can't tell. <laughs> I really can't. Looking at them they look too far too similar for me to, to discern between them. But the book itself is um the the middle one. So it's not got any of the dark blue on the cover. Okay. I think mine is mine is one of the end ones. Um, it actually might be the bottom one, but anyway, mine, mine's got the blue page and I found a couple interesting things and I, oh, I'm sorry, I compared it to the, um, the drink local edition. So this is what, that's what I had on hand. I had the drink local edition, which I had like one page left to fill out. So I did this test on, and then I had the new cold horizons, which I just opened up was fresh out the package. And I just used whatever the handful of fountain pens I had with me that night. Um, and they're pretty representative of some fine nibs and some calligraphy nibs. And we'll have the links to the pictures in there. Not that you can totally tell from the pictures, but you can see a little bit. But what I found with the Cold Horizon, Mike, was interesting. I felt that the paper itself, almost the opposite of what you found. Okay. I, didn't think it, I didn't think it bled as much. I thought the, I thought the paper felt tighter. Um, like my lines didn't bleed as much. Um, you can actually tell the most in the picture that I have with the Kakuno. Um, you can see that the F nib, the Kakuno F nib with the pilot blue black ink cartridge looks basically normal ish 
on the cold horizons, and then you can tell it bled a little bit more. The lines are thicker on the drink local picture. Yeah. So I did I didn't see as much bleed on the top of the page, but what's funny, when you flip it over to the back, it looks worse. That's what my problem is. It's not the the page, it's the back. Yeah. There's something that's happening where and and as well, I'm writing in an orange ink, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's more visible, but I'm I am very I am confident that there is more. Well, I can see it, you know. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, I'm going to do. This is I. I can't really, you know, I can't prove this until I can show it. So I will do the same, and I will put. I'm going to do this right now. Um, I'm going to compare two books. Um, with this, with the pelican that I've been writing with, you can hear me mm-hmm. rustling around now. I'm going to do it with Drink Local and Cold Horizons. And, yeah. And then I will put that on Instagram and, and put it in. Okay. But I mean, regardless, it's not it's not super great fountain pen paper to begin with, right? No, I so, mean, it's I mean, always it's, unfair. It's because, not a complaint. It's just something that we've noticed. Um, and even then, to, like, it's still usable. Like, I'm... I, yeah. th- this Cold Horizons remains one of my favorite editions, but... Mm-hmm. It's just I had this observation and, and just wanted to make sure that I was correct. In it. But uh, yeah, I actually like the feel of writing on the cold horizons better than the the drink local, which I found surprising. But I wonder. This is going to sound silly, and and maybe I'm the only one that thinks in these weird, creepy ways. But you know, do you think the the paper breaks down after being carried around in your back pocket for a long time? I noticed it straight away. Okay. Oh, this is, I've actually just opened my last page of this book as well. Nice. Have we got anything else that you want to talk about while I'm writing this craziness out? No, but I think, I think what we'll do um, for next week, and we'll talk to, I'll, I'll hit up some of the users and kind of get some of the, uh, some of the users, jeez, it's like I'm at work, uh, <laughs> some of the listeners, and, um, We'll talk. I thought our uh, re- our pen and paper resolutions episode from last year was really good, um, and people wanted to revisit that last year. I know, so I think let's uh, let's do that for next week, and and we'll talk to the listeners, get them to tweet at us, and email us what their pen and paper resolutions are for the upcoming year, and we'll talk about planners next week and see what um, you know what planners are out there. Everyone knows I've I've got the Hobonichi, and boy, Hobonichi's put on the full court press on the. Uh, in the blogosphere, they're getting it out there. So that's good to see. And, um, we'll talk about some other planners that, um, I know get really good reviews. And so we'll just kind of talk about getting ready for the new year and, uh, maybe even, uh, a wish list. What's on our purchasing radar mm. for 20, 2014. So it'll be a, a 2014 looking ahead episode next week. And we'll get some, uh, some listener input for that. Sounds pretty good to me, my man. Awesome. So I'm taking these pictures right now. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll just throw them in the show notes so people can, can see what I've got here. So, uh, thank you so much for listening today, everybody, and uh, for listening throughout all of 2013. So, this is the last episode of the. Do you know what? There's definitely bleed for on both. But it's, <laughs> you, it's, you can't let this one go, huh? No, it's definitely worse on the cold horizons. 
I hope that it, everybody else will see that. You have to excuse my terrible photography and all the shadows that are in the images, but, you know, there's nothing I can do about that with the situation of which I'm in. Yeah. So, so one last thing before we wrap. Yeah. How drunk are you? Well, like right now. Yeah. Well, I, I have been drinking. Uh, just, yeah, like from the drinking game. Just vodka, you know, straight throughout the whole episode and uh you don't even bring a glass just the bottle just set the bottle right there on the desk i fell asleep about 20 minutes ago um (laughs) this is just my sleep podcasting now awesome (laughs) john hume we're coming for you yeah all right mate yeah thank thank you have a a happy new year yeah and to you uh should we try and do a whole year of the show next year you know as opposed to to this year where we took a break. It was this year we took a break, right? No, it was last year. Was it last year? So have we done a full year? It was was 2012. We went a whole year, solid year. Oh, congratulations to us. We must be approaching an anniversary at some point soon here. Yeah. Where are we? Let me go back to... to, I'm, I'm sure that we've got to be getting close to a, like a... Yeah, February 9th will be two years. The pen addict. Wow. That's crazy. That is crazy. Well, anyway, I will have to say goodbye to everyone. We will say goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to... Oh, Brad's gone. Brad's just left. So that that's it for him. I felt like he was going away. Oh, now he's calling me back again. Hi. What did you do? I didn't do anything. Huh. This is all staying in the show, by the way. Oh, awesome. So we're still live? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was talking about the fact that you'd left. Yeah, I, I did because I, I, I lost you. It was, like you're, uh, it was like you were magically you know, downloading something you shouldn't be downloading and killed our connection. Oh, I, I know what's happened. It's because I was uploading images. It's happened yep. again. But anyway, yep. I'm going to say goodbye. So thank you so much uh, for listening <laughs> to this week's episode of the Pan Attic Podcast. Thank you for being with us all year. We'll be back next week for our first episode of 2014. Um, I am Mike Hurley. I am at iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. Brad is at Dowdy. Ism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M, and he writes over at penaddict.com. If you'd like to contact us, new way you can do it, go to 5x5.tv slash penaddict and just press the contact button that you'll find right at the top of the page. That will uh, generate a lovely email which will fly over into the, the beautiful Brad's inbox and then he will be able to take a look at that and we'll be able to add it in for the show. So that's a really new cool thing that you can do for us. Um, it's just another way you can get into contact. So thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Panatic Podcast. We'll be back next week. Say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>